Hey, Joel here. It's dining around, dining around across the nation. Listen, I've been eating and drinking around the Bay Area, as you know, and beyond. And over the last few months and few years, I've had a couple of experiences in the East Bay of San Francisco with a truly venerable restaurant. And it's one of these places that some of you might think of as a destination. Some people might think of as, oh, I'm doing culinary tourism. And what I have learned over time is that not only is it a place that people want to visit and need to visit, but it is a place that's part of the community. And I think that that's such an important part of this concept. It is a restaurant that is enjoyed by members of the community who live in Berkeley, who live in the Bay Area, and also people who visit and return from abroad. It has trained chefs, it has welcomed people into their kitchen, and today I've been welcomed to the kitchen as well. I'm here with Cal Peternell, and the restaurant itself is Chez Panisse, and Cal is the chef. Cal, thanks for having us at Chez Panisse today. Oh, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Cal has a brand new book out. It's a recipe for cooking. I mean, this is not his first book, but this is one of these books that could be a first book for a novice cook, or it could be the next great book for somebody who really wants to learn a little bit more about seasonal cooking. Give us a bit of a, a, a raison d'etre. Give us a little bit of a why this book, why now? Um, this book, is, you know, my first book, 12 Recipes, was um, sort of a, a primer of sorts, something I started writing for my son, my oldest son, as he was leaving home for college. And it's um, sort of cooking basics, okay. um, how to feed yourself really well. Like, I think of it as sort of like weeknight cooking. Okay. Um, but the weekends roll around, and maybe you have some friends coming, or maybe you just love to cook and you want to spend some of the, your weekend time in the kitchen, mm -hmm. um, you know, really kind of digging in. Uh, and so a recipe for cooking is for that kind of um, that kind of cooking. It it also kind of blends my home kitchen and my professional kitchen. Um, so there's there's slightly fancier like sauces and 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 combinations. Um, so it it's the kind of meals that can take. A good investment of time if mm -hmm. you want and i think is time well spent but also can be simplified um so that if it's that night where you don't have a lot of extra time uh you can still make something really beautiful do you think or do you find that some of these recipes that are in your book a recipe for cooking would be available here at the restaurant or here at the cafe at chez panisse yeah definitely they're okay. they're um in fact we did a um uh, a dinner here that was sort of inspired by the book and it was <laughs> sort of we were inspiring ourselves to <laughs> make the things that we make mm -hmm. um but you know the, the book is arranged by um courses and by seasons and uh you know i tell people like not every night you're gonna have a three-course meal mm -hmm. so you could take say something that in my in the in my you know way of thinking about it might be a first course and you could make it a little bit bigger, and that could be the only course for right. the night, or of course the you know the the main courses, the the second course um, dishes can stand alone as well. But you've also done it in a way where you can say to yourself, as the home chef or a couple of people cooking together, all right, we can choose a few recipes and we can have them family style at the table while we're all drinking wine, or make a few things, enjoy the appetizers while you're cooking the rest of the stuff, make yeah. a party out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that. That's a really important part that I talk about in the is that it's really important. I think if you have friends coming over to have something ready to go when they <laughs> get there, something that they can eat right away, it gives you like that little cushion, and it can be something as simple as like a plate of beautiful radishes that you found, or some toasted nuts, or mm. you know, uh, I'm not so keen on cheese and bread at the beginning of the meal. I prefer it at the end, but it could be that if that's right. what you like. 
um, I also think it's a good, I was talking to someone about this the other day, that f- when I have friends over for dinner, they always come into the kitchen and say, and they often stay in the kitchen with me, which I enjoy, but they say, what can I do to help? And it used to, I used to kind of think, well, nothing, because <laughs> I'm, I'm the cook. professional here. <laughs> um, but now I kind of have some things in mind, usually. I have some little projects set aside, and I uh-huh. think about who's coming, and I think, oh, they would probably like to do that. Uh, thing people, because it brings them in. Yeah, people they, do like to be they busy. They want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I once, we once had a, a marvelous dinner at a cooking school that's in the San Francisco Bay Area. And when we arrived for dinner, the woman who was hosting it uh, actually said, now there's the drawer over there. One of you boys set the table. Yeah. And I was like, this is hysterical. I hadn't ever been asked to set the table uh, at another, but I was happy to. Everything yeah. was, was done and all that, but I felt sure. as though... All right, I've got something to do while I'm yammering on like an idiot. And and Mary Risley was the woman in the kitchen. She knows what she's doing, and yeah. she can direct traffic like nobody's business. Oh, and yeah. I felt like, good, I get to be a part of this too. Yeah, I tell a story in the book about uh, a friend of my son's who was over uh, for dinner, and she said, is there anything I can do? And I, I, she's someone I'm very fond of, and I thought, well, let's just see what she can do. And I said, <laughs> you know, there's a pile of, um, of smelt, you know, the little fishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you eviscerate those quickly for me and take off any scales and she paused for a second and she said which knife should i use (laughs) she got to it and i'm sure for her that you know those uh fried smelts that we eventually ate were never as delicious as they Mm. were that time because she was in it but when you're active in the cooking you feel as though you're connected to what's going on and i that helps with the education it certainly works for for children uh, as Mm. i've seen many times with alice's edible schoolyard project and um, if they grow it, if they're in the kitchen, or, uh, you know, we were out in the woods yesterday uh, foraging for mushrooms, and mm-hmm. my kids wouldn't maybe necessarily try to eat chanterelles, but if they found them themselves in the woods, mm-hmm. they're going to at least taste them. Yeah, and a note, I mean, a note about foraging, it's obviously always good to have an expert with you, certainly when you're choosing things like that, and, yeah. and there are wonderful foraging classes that you can take and go on yeah. so that you're not surprised by something you've ingested, like a magic mushrooms or what have you, accidentally, <laughs> no. but, um, but the seasonality concept behind your book itself, the way it's laid out, uh-huh. the way that there is a respect for the farmers as well and the purveyors. Uh, tell us about that connection between your restaurant, uh, working in the restaurant, and working with farmers. How important is it to you to you to maintain and develop those connections with purveyors and farmers? Um, it's essential, and and actually, really, in one of the most enjoyable parts of my work is, you know, I've I've developed these relationships. I mean, I've been working here for twenty years and have known a lot of farmers for that for that whole time, and I've been to their farms, and they've been here, and. Um, so, you know, it's really nice for me to call them and say, what, you know, how's it looking? Are the artichokes coming along? Or, um, you know, that that curly kale that we got last week was so fantastic. Is there more of that? Mm-hmm. Um, and and they even are asking me sometimes, you know, what should we grow? And we, as all of us uh, who are cook here and our friends, when we travel, you know, we kind of look for interesting ingredients, and sometimes we will even bring back um, seeds and mm-hmm. and encourage the farmers to grow them. Right, it, it's a big part of it. But and that moves it certainly moves our table forward. Yeah. Having the ability to say, "Oh, this is something interesting that I found in Italy or France or or enjoyed," and then you ask the farmer when you come back, like, "Hey." Can I get this? But for the home chef, we can do that as well, can't we? I mean, certainly with your book, A Recipe for Cooking, you talk about choosing those ingredients that are seasonal. Yeah, and I also talk about, the, and the title of the book comes from the idea that, you know, what goes into your decision of, of what to cook 
uh, on any any night is determined by your ingredients, right? Like your list of ingredients from the recipe, but also by like how much time you have, who's going to help you clean up, mm-hmm. um, your skill level, your uh, your your access to the finer ingredients, your budget. All of those things are part of the recipe to make. And and I think one of the obstacles that a lot of people have about cooking is a certain amount of um, of fear mm-hmm. and also time. That's the two things that I hear most about. Yeah. And I, I think it those are those are totally valid things. But you can kind of eliminate some of that fear for by choosing the thing that works for tonight. So you know if you don't have that much time, don't go for the recipe you've never made before that takes <laughs> you know twenty steps. You need to right. something familiar. And you know gathering around the table is the important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, excellent food elevates the. Uh, the situation but the important thing is to get together with your friends and your family and sit down and talk and eat Mm -hmm. and uh, you know and these are recipes that are doable and we've had lots of different books that have come out beautiful absolutely beautiful and well put together cookbooks Uh, this is one of those it's also a book that you can grab and say all right I can make the recipe I can put it together in my own home kitchen and I think that that's a strong part of it as well I think you really can and you know you don't need a lot of special equipment Mm -hmm. I don't in my home kitchen don't have a lot of special equipment Uh, but you know you just sort of figure out ways to make it work and there's even more ambitious projects in here in the book like um, curing your own pancetta or curing Mm -hmm. your own gravlocks which sound a little intimidating but really they're very simple and uh, you know the biggest challenge to for example the pancetta uh, curing is to find a way to sort of hang it in your fridge. But even mm. if you can't do that, you can rig up something so it gets a little airflow <laughs> around it. And and it's you know. fun. It's scientific. Yeah, it's like, like a little science project going. Right. And you, and that's I love the kind of cooking projects that that take time because mm. no matter what else you're doing, you're cooking. If mm-hmm. you're soaking some beans for 24 hours, you're cooking for that whole 24 hours. Right. <laughs> you know. Anyway. And then people come over and you have that story to tell them. Yeah. I made these pickles three weeks ago and oh, they're me. ready now. If and you have a side of pancetta curing in your fridge, you're going to want to show everyone. Look, see it hanging there in the back? <laughs> it's a sense of pride. Yeah. Listen, before I leave you, lose you to time, Cal, uh, the final recipe in the book um, is chocolate souffle. Huh. Is, there, yeah. is there a reason why you chose to put – I mean, I – to me, a chocolate souffle always rings of, oh my God, am I really going to make this? Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's in the, that chapter is arranged um, seasonally, so it's winter. And we tend to use more chocolate in the winter because there's not as much fruit available. Because mm-hmm. kind of love fruit for dessert, but when there's not um, as much, we turn to chocolate and it's a nice cold weather thing. And that souffle is just, it will really wow your guests. It's pretty straightforward. And, you know, it's the, I, I think you need to make every recipe multiple times, Mm -hmm. but, and you'll be so happy with the failures on that one, (laughs) even when it doesn't really work. It looks like a hockey puck, but it's delicious. It's so good, right? (laughs) Get some good chocolate and, Uh and, um. And no matter what level of height it rises to, you're, you'll be happy. Uh, and if you're cooking for other people, they're going to love it, too. Yeah. Put more whipped cream on it. That's yeah. what uh, Julia Child's always said. <laughs> that's, that's not the way it should have happened. Wait, it's not, that's not the way it happened. It's the way it should have happened. Yeah. How about that? And what, well, exactly. And, you know, Julia said never, never show that you think you've made any mistakes. <laughs> Just serve it forth with confidence 
Uh-huh. And they're going to love it. See, and this is part of the way we eat now. And I think that that's so inclusive and fun and cool. Cal, yeah. thank you so much for having oh, us at the restaurant today. Uh, Cal, Peter, now, listen, uh, the book is A Recipe for Cooking. It's published by William Morrow. I think it would be a great gift in conjunction with a gift certificate to the restaurant or to the cafe. That's just my opinion, of course. Uh, Chez Panisse is located at 1517 Shattuck Avenue in Berkeley, ChezPanisse.com. And Peter has another book out. There are other books within the family of Chez Panisse as well. Listen, I'll pop up this information online on the Dining Around website, and you can follow me. I'll tweet out pictures and Instagram of Chez Panisse and more food, wine, and travel next time.